Less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short. What's up, Cash Flow Contractors? Khalil here. We've got another episode to help you find less stress, more time, and more money. This episode is all about time, how to use it wisely, and how to make better use of it inside of your business and just in your life in general. We hope that you find some of these tactics, tips, and tricks a little bit helpful and that they give clarity to how you're using your time. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it and hopefully you walk away with uh, something that you can put into action today inside your business and inside your personal life. As always, thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoy. Warren, have you seen the movie About Time? No. It's probably one it of the really best. It really isn't a movie about time. Yeah. It's, is it a movie movie or a documentary? No, movie? it's a movie movie. Hell it's got it. Rachel McAdams and it's a rom rom-com um it's actually a really great movie it's more it's not like a cheesy movie it's like a feel-good kind of sad movie too in regards british you'd like you like british humor yep uh well like england i'm not sure if i like british humor all of it it's different but really good movie about time travel oh okay oh have you seen it where the guy yeah, I think so. I mean, it's been out 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah he has ten. to make a decision to stay back or something, right? Yeah. yeah because, yeah. yeah, yeah, because it affects something in the future if he comes forward. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Good movie. With the time travel regard. Um, we don't have that luxury. We don't have that luxury, but I think a lot of business owners, they look at how they spend their time and because there's so much on their plates, they, they wish they could go back and change how they spent Friday afternoon or whatever it was, because they ended up trying to put out this fire that was a simple fix and, or they could have delegated it, but they didn't, Right. things like that. But we're talking about time management today. And I think, well, I'll ask you, what is your biggest, like, key thing for time management for yourself, not for others, for yourself. How do you manage your time? Well, it's, it's focus, selecting what to focus on. I think the, one of my favorite quotes is Mark Twain. He said, he didn't want to know when he will die. He wanted to know where. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I have to think about that for a little bit. You do. Well, it's going to be with anyway, but his point was, if I know you where can affect your location, <laughs> you can't affect time, affect time. It's marching on. Mm -hmm. you know, 60 seconds to the minute and 60 minutes to the hour and, and all that stuff. It's merciless and it continues all the time. And so we all, we, what Mark Twain's saying is you can manage, you, you can affect your location. You can't affect time, but you can manage your allotment of time. Yeah. And people, when there are all the things that are said all the time, time's worth more than money. You can always get more money if you lose it, but you can't get your time back. Every, everybody's heard all those things, but they don't act as if they believe them because we just waste time doing things that don't matter. Don't matter. Right. I mean, everything doesn't have to be a business purpose, but spending time with your family and things like that, but time at its, at its time management at its core is making decisions about mm -hmm. what I'm going to do now what I'm going to do later and what I'm not going to do at all. Okay. Yeah. 
that's really what it is. And the thing about time management is that it's a lot of work until it becomes a habit. It, you know, how you manage your time becomes a habit and automatic. It's work. It absolutely and is. And people driving around listening to this might be thinking, oh, another time management, or I need to do that, but I never will. Well, it's work and you have to do it. And it doesn't take that long if you, if you follow what we'll talk about and begin to do it. Sean Aker says a habit's in 21 days, but literally 23 weeks, four weeks of doing it and, and you're in the, in the habit of doing it. Yeah. But you have to do it with intent. And, uh, well, not necessarily. If you want to have it in a positive way, you usually have to do it with intent, but the negative habits, <laughs> yeah, they're they're quite... usually the lack of intent is what causes them. Right. Like if you're oh, okay with the negative habits. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's, that's how they get formed is over the three to four weeks of Oh yeah. After lunch, I always get on my phone in my car for 30 minutes at first and then an hour. Well, I was right. Man. Doing a presentation on this subject the other day. I looked it up. The average employee in the United States works two hours and 53 minutes out of an eight hour day. Did we say that on another podcast? But I don't know if we did, yeah. but, but anyway, two hours and 53 minutes I out believe of an it. eight hour day. And as an, if aside, you're looking at office workers, I would, I would agree. Yeah. It, well, if you're working, if you're talking about people who are not, uh, controlled by a line, let's say right. an assembly line, you can talk about our contractor friends. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of time leaning on shovels and yep. waiting for parts to get there. And, yep. and, uh, God love them. I, I mean, I, I love people, but that's the stat and it's on the internet. So it absolutely has to be true. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's on the internet in a lot of places. So it's very true. <laughs> so, but that, uh, managing your, your time, uh, is essentially ultimately about focus. What are you going to do? What are you not going to do? And then we'll talk about it here as we go forward a little bit more, but man, they're every, they're animate and inanimate thieves, thieves, thieves who will take your time. I yeah. mean, projects, things that you do and diddling around, but your friends and your co, I mean, everybody will take your time if you allow them to do it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think something that's important to recognize with time management, uh, you've already said it, that it has to become a habit or else it's a decision and decisions take a lot of capacity from your brain. Um, so if you can spend time creating a plan. And then taking the decision making out of it, where it's a default calendar or something of that sort, yeah. where it's like, Hey, it's Monday yeah. at five 30, I go to the gym, you know, I, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at five 30, I go to the gym or every single day I'm up at five 30, going to the gym. If you take the decision out of it and it's, it's required, it becomes thoughtless. Right. You do it Even and you just do it. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If you can find those, what, what we would call triggers, uh, atomic habits is a great book for this. Uh, for creating the habits of time management. But if you think of the triggers that you, that will allow you to perform the habit that you want or spend the time the way you want to spend it. For example, for myself, if I want to have deep work, meaning I'm working on a problem, working on a system for our business, working on, you know, a new yeah, process, you whatever. What the beginning and the end is exactly. Yeah. You, there's not really a beginning and the end. It's a deep project. It's, it's going to be valuable to the business. It's working on the business, not in it. I go to a specific table at a specific coffee shop 
and I just show up there. And that helps me from location, kind of like your Mark Twain quote, if I can control where, if I show up to that location, I'm just in that mindset. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't have to, I, I know that, oh, I, on this table, I'm able to hide my, uh, my phone behind a lamp and to where I don't even see it right at this table. Matter of fact, you're heading back there after this podcast to get it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think you get the point, but by having that trigger associated with it, it makes it so much easier. And I think this is something where you, you know, if you don't have a plan, then you're setting yourself up to fail and you've planned to fail for the quote that's out there. Those who've failed to plan, plan to fail. Right. Um, but what really is you're, you're leaving yourself up to the decisions that you're going to make in a time when you're probably stressed, occupied with other things, not focused and really basing it, your decision off of what's most comfortable mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. Uh, atomic habits is a good book to put in the show notes. It's an excellent book in how to create the triggers to, to make it happen, which is some of the mechanics of time management. But the place I start with people is the same as I start with anything else that has to do with coaching you. What do you want? What's your vision? You, yeah. You, you, Jim Rohn says that if the prize is apparent, the price is easy. And we've already said that managing time and building new habits and doing these things is work until mm -hmm. it becomes not work. So there has to be a prize. And when I see people who don't make progress in time management it's because at the core, they'll say they care, but your actions reveal your beliefs mm -hmm. and your values. Yeah. They really don't care. Yeah. They really don't. They care enough to when they come in and talk to me, they don't want to say, well, Martin's going to expect me to say this or that because I'm their coach or I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. That's not a reason they, they don't care if you can decide. Uh, how valuable your time is or whatever it is that you want to do with managed time and you believe it and there's something you want, a house, more money, a spouse, uh, a vacation to Italy or what, whatever it is, and you need to manage your time to get that done, you will do it. Absent that, mm -hmm. I don't know, Tommy Cabot is kind of addresses that too, but absent that, my experience has been with myself and with people I work with, you won't do it. So you have to have a reason have to be frustrated or you have to, you know, dissatisfaction and a vision, some you're unhappy with, or some vision that you want that says, okay, I'm going to devote my, myself to do that. So that really, that's a really hard step. Honestly, I don't think yeah, people, it's the hardest, it's the hardest thing I deal with, with any client ever. What do you want? And at, people really struggle to answer that question of like, what do I want? And it, I think that's why they fail to plan is because yeah. they don't know what they want yeah. and they don't do the hard work of digging into, and what do I really want? Not just in my business, but as a person, what do I want? Right. Uh, well, we can, it, it is, it's the hardest question. And I, I'm sure we've talked about that in many episodes. That, um, it's the hardest question, but it's the most important. It doesn't have to be fancy. You know, it could be respect or I want this amount of, make this amount of money, or I want my time back. It doesn't have to be fancy stuff, but it has to be something you really want. That's going to give us, and by time back, I mean, free time back, less stress, sure. more money, less, more free time. But, but you have to do that. I, 
it is the, we're starting with the hardest step, but I've just found that without that, yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. People talk about it, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Cause it gives you clarity and that clarity why, allows why you to I focus. Do why do why does it matter? But it also but gives you the motivation. If would divorce, threaten to divorce you, there you go. There's one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, what's, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but the law, Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law. Yeah. Why don't you explain well, that? He just, he just says something. I think that we all know that work expands to fill the time allotted to. And so what's an example of that? Well, if you, if I'm writing a paper and I don't or, um, and I say, well, I've got until next Friday to, to write this article on this spiral, it's going to take till Saturday, <laughs> right? But if I got to do it today and we'll, we'll talk about, this is one of the mechanics of it. If we talk about, I've got to do it today because I'm going to be gone next week or I've got to move on. I get it done today. Yep. And, uh, which brings us to another, one of the tricks of the trade is it's not going to be as good. Actually it probably is, but it's going to be 90 per 80% as good as if I rewrote it 20 times between now and next week. That's good enough. Done's better because than perfect. There, yeah. There's no such thing. My, yeah. my dad had an engineer friend, uh, with that Morton Thire called a rocket company at the time. He said, there ain't nothing flat, ain't nothing round, ain't nothing square. Cause uh, no matter what it looks like, if you keep going down, think of pixels on a zooming in on a screen, that straight line becomes a bunch of squares, right? Yep. So forget perfect. Um, and we, we can talk about it in order, but this is where you apply the 80, 20 rule, which is one of the most. And that's whose things. law? Pareto. Pareto. Pareto, Pareto principle. Pareto was a, was an Italian lived in Florence in the 1500s with the Medici's and those guys. And he noticed that 20% of the population produced 80% of what was produced. But I think it was before that. Do you know how he recognized that was from farming? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was everything. It wasn't just farming. No, no, no. Like he, he recognized it with, I think it was peas that 80% of the fruit of the peas from the vegetables was coming from 20% of the plants. I, that's I how, didn't know that. That's how he, he found and it. He, and then he extrapolated it out from yeah. there and recognized it was everywhere. Well, and it's extrapolating to today. Yeah. So, um, what that means, for example, is that, uh, 20% of your customers make you 80% of your yep. net profit. 20% of your customers cause you 80% of your problems. 20% mm -hmm. of your employers or employees do 80% of the good work, you know? So, and it's a, it's a, yeah. even if it's 1981 or 79. 21, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. The principle is the same that most of the benefit comes from a relatively small part of the effort. Yeah. Or, and so, um, that's one of the rules. So actually taking it back to, if you in sequence, how do you get control of your time? I still maintain, and, and I think you agree that you have to know why you're doing it because if you, it's work and you're not going to do it, you're just going to listen, change, turn on the radio and drive on down the road have to have a reason. The second thing is you have to know where your time's going now. Okay. Mm. This is one of the places where you can do it or not do it. It's not an impossible task. It's not hard, but you have to do it. And that's to the way I do it's with a legal pad. You can do it with dictating notes to your iPhone or whatever, but what am I doing right now? Literally I'm doing a podcast for two hours this morning. We're doing a podcast. And what am I going to do after that? I'm taking phone calls. I'm entering bills. I'm paying bills. I'm talking to clients. I'm 
doing marketing, but you write down all the things that you do. If you can do that for a whole week, it's fantastic. Yeah. But at least for a couple of days and you begin to see what you're doing and where your time's going. Yeah. And you also have to write down, watch the TikTok video that wound up being scrolled. Well, I don't know what you call that when you get one video and, and then you just keep scrolling and you're watching Lionel Messi and you're watching baseball and you're watching dogs. <laughs> and then did you see that shark eat that bird? You know, and you look up and it's 20 freaking minutes later. Or two hours later. Yeah, or two hours later and you have not done anything. Got to write that down. Yep. Right? So after you've decided why it's worth it, you have to audit your topic and see where it's going with some degree of specificity, right? Yep. So not just, I worked on marketing, just what you did. Mm -hmm. And now you have some information and you start going through that and apply the 80-20 rule to it. Yep. So if you have 25 items that you've come up with that generalized uh, things, you circle the top five, which is 20% of 80. And you say, these things are more important than all the other. Yeah. And I'm going to spend my time on these things to the detriment of the others. And I don't know what, if, if I came to you and told you, you've got 25 things that you do and you can only do five, what are you going to tell me? Um, I've got 25 things to do and I'm only going to be able to do five. And five of them are more important. Those are my priorities. Uh, I'm going to choose one of those priorities. Okay. Well, <laughs> in my uh, opinion. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, you just hit on a great point there. So you've done this, you've got 25 things and you choose the top five, which sure. is 20%. Then you take those top five and you can do 20% of that too, which comes to one. Right. But what, what people push back because it's reality is, yeah, I've got that one priority, but I also have to eat. I also have to direct my, so you've got the regular Sure. Things that have to happen, um, outside of like on your business priorities. Yeah. But you, if you need to delegate those or look at them and say, yeah, and I not do that anymore, you cannot watch TikTok. Yeah. You've, you've got to eliminate, uh, the things that are unnecessary. You probably have to get uncomfortable, um, and say no to things that you actually really enjoy, really want to do in order to create a life where you can say yes to those things. Um, but you know, you have to recognize that when you say yes to 10 of those things, rather than just one or five, whatever, you're saying no to something else. Absolutely. And not just, it's not just, you're saying no to being able to do, you know, X, right? Like for example, you're saying you say yes to doing this extra job or making that concession to a customer or whatever it is. In your personal life, you might be saying no to going to the gym, but there's impacts of that also. You're saying no to a healthy lifestyle, to being able to be around when your grandkids are here, all, all those kinds of things. And so by saying yes to something that, well, I, I can't let go of that, or, you know, so-and-so can't, I can't delegate to them, that to them. It's going to take too long to train them, whatever it is. You're saying no to something else. And, yeah. And to supplement that point. I don't remember where I was reading it, but they said it succinctly. Everything you do is because you decided to do it. Mm -hmm. And people kind of prescribe, well, no, my boss, no, you decided that your boss had the authority to tell you or your spouse or your kids or your friends, everything you do is because you decided to do it. Yeah. And that means that you can decide not to do it, which goes back to the original thing. 
time management is deciding what to do now, what to do later, and what to never not do at all. Right. Absolutely. So that kind of having a why, the reason something to make the work worth work, work worthwhile, prioritizing by writing out, by auditing what you do and then prioritizing it and then to actually get it done. Yeah. Right? That's the fifth step. Yeah. If that's five. Um, and that actually getting it done is, is what you were talking about. I'm going to do this. You have to look at something. Well, let's talk about the tools. One of the most powerful tools in actually getting things done is the word no. Absolutely. We have a mutual client, Chris in Canada, whose motto is grow with no. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. And he's talking about all these products people want him to do. Nope. Don't do it. Well, same thing when people are, people will absolutely use your time if you allow them to. Hey, could you do this and get it, you know, get, I'm sorry. No, but, but no. Yeah. But you said you, no, no, no. So no is one of the, one of the biggest things you mentioned it earlier, time blocking. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've got a, we've got a podcast on that time blocking. We have, we've got, we've, we've got, got tons of episodes on time manager just cause it's such an important thing, but, um. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure we've talked about default calendar for sure. Well, do, which is basically the is, they're the same thing. Yeah. But, um, got articles on that to <laughs> on the website, but a default calendar or time blocking means that you take chunks of time. Some people who are very organized, take their whole week and divide it up. Like from eight 30 to nine 30, I answer emails and I don't open them till after that, you know, on Monday from nine 31 to noon, I call client. I do callbacks or I yep. do my social media or I do my, whatever it is, you know, actual work. Like mm -hmm. I'm a bookkeeper, I'm keeping books, but you chunk out those times. And if it's really difficult to do that, then I say, start with one, w whatever time works for you. Take Wednesday from 11 to two. Yep. And this is, you're not available. I'm working on my business and you're working on that number one priority. Yeah. Right. And. Uh, so that you actually get things done and when you have, or you can do like other people do and fill out the whole week. And one of the ways that works, it was not surprising, I guess, but I hadn't thought about it is if you have marketing days, I talk to clients Tuesday afternoons, Thursday afternoons, I do marketing or meet with new clients and a client prospect calls up and says, Hey, I want to meet with you. And in the old days, you would have said, Great. What works for you? And they say sometime it's instead you say, great. I have Tuesday and Thursday afternoons open. They may, that may not work and you may have to change, but a lot of times it does. Yep. And you've begun to assert control over your own calendar. Absolutely. So starting with that priorities and then at least having one set time blocked off that that's what you're doing. And I, I think, I mean, just an example for people, for listeners. We record these episodes on Thursday mornings right. and, and they're in red on my calendar. They're in yellow on mine, There you, go. you know, and I just know, Hey, what are you doing Thursday morning? I That's can tell exactly. you, this is a default. Someone tries to schedule perfect. something with me. Hey, uh, no, you know, I, I have a podcast yeah. going on at that time. You know, even when a guest, I mean, we have not really wavered outside maybe once bit. or twice. Yeah. Have we gone, have we recorded Zealand a guest and, yeah. outside of the time just because it truly did not make sense right. for the guest. Um, or it was that good of a guess that we were just like, Hey, we, yeah, we'll, we'll move to a different time. We'll move things around. So 
just uh so now our, all our future guests are gonna be going well huh i'm gonna not... go their time or are they coming to my time <laughs> yeah well we'll know the the real guests that yeah. are listeners versus the not <laughs> from yeah. if they heard that so um one thing that i wanted to say with this this time stuff and being able to i think people not only want to manage the time but they want to be productive during that time and make their time matter and one way to do that we've talked about knowing what you want having a priority that you focus on uh maybe having goals that you're accomplishing during that time one of the biggest things you can do is write it down and a lot of times the reason why you're not focusing is because you haven't written down what you want to be doing or what you need to be doing yeah. to be able to know what it is that, that's yeah, that's and that's a must point. You, you have to write it down. And don't just put it in your notes on your phone that you don't look at. Write, take a piece of paper out, stick I it right in the center of your book with blue lines like he used to have in grade school. Well, yeah. that'd be big chief. But anyway, people laugh at me, but it's all on there. I sometimes email myself when I'm driving sure. so that a reminder, but then it goes in that book. And I have that one place in my calendar. Those are the two places I have to look. Absolutely. And Write it down, put it in the middle of your desk. Like, hey, I need to go through payroll today, or I need to start working on this marketing plan or whatever it is, put it on the center of your desk and make sure you're doing it and put, give yourself deadlines, you know, so that you're able to do it in an efficient manner or not like, oh, well, try to get this done in the next month and then it no, gets done. Artificial deadlines. Yeah. Um, then the next thing that I was going to say as well is whenever you are trying to keep things organized, well, whenever you're trying to make better use of your time, you're better, you make better use of it when you're organized and you've got a cluttered desk and you're trying to, you know, get it something done. You feel anxious because you're not- Brain, gonna, brain static. Yeah, you're, you're scattered all over the place, right? And a lot of people don't realize that they're, are solutions for organizing the things that are complex in your business. And one of those things is, or one of those areas is, is your technology stack, your software. Mm -hmm. And if you can keep, you know, like imagine doing your books without QuickBooks, it's absolutely possible, but it's a hell of a lot easier if you're using QuickBooks. Yeah. You've got a good talk on that. What, what do you call that? We're coordinating your tech base. I just watched it the other day. What? I don't know. Podcast was. It's one of them, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you were just talking about that, simplifying these things. So it's. Yeah. Automated. One place to look. And things talk to each other. Yeah, absolutely. You want to integrate your softwares, but if you can have just, Hey, my bookkeeping is in QuickBooks. My, all of my customer data and information and marketing and sales happens inside of HubSpot. All of my project management. I know exactly what is happening on each and every job. And all of my passwords are in a password. There you go. Which, oh my If God. you're organized, you will be so much more efficient with your time. And just by creating those efficiencies with your tech stack, with the software that you use in your company, by using, you know, a handful of softwares rather than 25, <laughs> you're going to save your, it, it makes it so much easier for you to operate in an organized space because it's, there's clarity in where is the information that I need? Where do I work? Where do I get things done? Where do I know what needs to happen? It's all in one spot. Um, and so I, I highly encourage, if you're trying to use better, make better use of your time, look at your environment. Your literal location is your desk scattered, but also where you're doing the task. 
is the job site a mess? It's going to be harder to know where the tools are if the toolbox is not organized, right? Same thing for anything that you need for that task. Is it organized? It'll make it so much easier. Um, and then with that, as you get more efficient, you know, there's, I think it was in the sixties, maybe even before that Congress had like emergency meetings about technology, about how all these efficiencies that like the microwave was creating and all these different really? things, I didn't know about they, they had a meeting because they were worried that technology was going to get so advanced that people wouldn't work. And they estimated that by it, it, it has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not how we thought. Yeah. No, but they thought that by the year 1995 or something like that, that the average American would be working four hours a week or something like that. And they were worried. They were right about that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No, but they, they were worried. They yeah. were like, our economy is going to, you know, we're not going to have things for people to do. People are not going to have a purpose in life. And they were worried about the acceleration of technology. Obviously, we know that hasn't been true because as we've gotten become more efficient, we've used that time to work on other things and to, right. you know, continue to take I on more, and take on quote, more. That this week in a uh, national publication, we'll just say. Yeah. Anyway, it's talking about high IQ, stupid people. <laughs> okay. And it, and you know, they're, they're having fun with that, but that's a little bit of it, you know. Do, do you know that, I don't remember the year, but they proposed shutting down the patent office? No. Because everything, you know, imaginable has already been invented. Oh, okay. I'll have to Google to see when that was. Late 1800s. Oh, wow. But yeah, so same thing that people just, because they can't think of it, they don't realize that yep. other people do. And it, you know, this is not the subject and we can cut this off. But as I've said before, when I graduated from college, we didn't have copiers. <laughs> and there were people working in computer, but they were mostly, uh, in the Navy, you know, as Unibac and the, those, you know, working for the government. Mm -hmm. And now if you say software, but I don't, I need to look up the stat, but almost everybody I know has a job that did not exist when I got out of college. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway, that's off the top. We just wasted some time. We did waste some time. Well, I want to continue with that. Okay. Like, so Congress is worried about that, but obviously we filled that time with other things. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that will end up working to the detriment of you as a business owner, as a contractor, is that as you become more efficient with technology, with time blocking, with whatever it is, and you get things done, you're more productive, you start to fill that time that you created with other things with other responsibilities. Oh, we're going to start this new service, new branch, and I'm going to manage it now because I'm more efficient. I've got more time. I can handle it. But you always have to be aware of what your capacity is, mm -hmm. because even though you may have time for something, you may not have the capacity for it. You open that new location two hours away to service the new market, and you're the one that's going to manage it. Both locations just got worse. <clears throat> and even though you do have the time, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the capacity. And so as you're working on your time management, also be aware of your capacity management is my, my point really to make. Point. We recently recorded a, an episode on the contractor death spiral. Yep. And that's one of the compounding things that happens, uh, the easy money jobs. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm going to rebuild that easy money. I'm going to put that. And there, there is no such thing. 
somebody, listeners may have stumbled across a super job that went perfectly well and great customers and they paid you on time. Wow, that was easy money, but that, there's no easy money. You, know, you have the risk of things go wrong and if you don't manage it. And yep. that's exactly the kind of thing they were doing is, oh yeah, I can do that. I can yeah. do that. Well, all of a sudden. I've got the time for it now. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I hired this new person and they're going to be working inside the office and that frees me up and I can do this now. Not that we're discouraged growing, but you have to think about it, plan it. And the capacity is more than just time capacity. It's money capacity, people capacity. It's so, money. yeah, so many other things. Yeah. So I think, you know, with that, there's, a, there's something that I really liked that I heard from a, he's an executive at a big marketing company in New York City, but... He says, appreciate the effort behind the ask. Whenever you delegate something to somebody, before you delegate it, appreciate the effort behind that ask that you give to the employee. And the same thing for yourself. Appreciate the effort behind the ask. Sometimes we can get so focused on just the end result. Oh, it'll be great because we'll get this much more profit or whatever it might be. But understand what it takes, the, to, actually do the, it. What it actually takes to do that. And that will transform how you view your time as well. Uh, because you'll stop making concessions with customers. You'll stop, right. you know, you'll get rid of some of the mistakes that are happening, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, time management. I don't even know. I mean, I mean we've talked about time management. We talked about a lot of other things well, during this time. Kind of want to summary, sum it up, I guess. Is, make is, better use of your time. Well, it's making better use of your time. You have to have a reason to do it because it's work. You have to audit where you're spending your time now. Prioritize what you're going to do. Learn to say no. You have time block and set aside times, set artificial deadlines. Remember that there's no such thing as perfect. Get stuff done. Get stuff done. And if you start that and do that, wind up with some softwares that help, you know, my primitive software is, you know, the cal email and my Google <laughs> calendar, but yep. they really, but they work. whatever it is that makes it work, if you can do that 21 days, then you'll get your life. Absolutely. Well. Appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Thank you for your time. Uh, I think that this was hopefully time well spent and uh, that it's helping you to find less stress, more time, and more money as a contractor. If you ever have questions, reach out to Martin and I. Share this episode on social media with all of your peers. And if there's somebody that needs to hear this, an employee inside your company, a peer, another contractor you work with, please send it to them and ask them to follow us. Uh, thank you for everything and we'll see you next time. What's up, Cashflow Contractors? Thank you so much for listening to the episode on how to better use your time, and I hope you found value in it. If you want to talk more about some of the things we mentioned in the episode, anything from managing your time better, finding out what you want, setting a vision for your business, getting organized in your business, and building out your tech stack, any of the things that we've covered here, schedule a meeting with us down below in the show notes using one of the meeting links for either Martin or myself. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk more about your business, your situation, how we might be able to help. Uh, and then also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your colleagues, your peers, other contractors that you do business with. Uh, we, we'd love to get out to more people and grow this podcast and this community of contractors. Also, don't forget, leave us a five-star review. It helps us to promote the podcast and grow the podcast. And we, we'd love to see more reviews on our Spotify and on our Apple podcasts. Uh, and then if you ever have feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you as well. But thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoy the podcast and would love to hear from you guys. Hope you're finding less stress, more time and more money in your business. Thanks for listening.